Hello, brothers and sisters, and God bless you. It's me, Ashley Kelly, and on behalf of Overcoming Power Ministries, I greet you in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. We are so delighted that you chose to tune in and listen to Pastor Kelly today. I assure you that you are in for a spiritual treat. No matter what you're going through, God has a word and plan for your life. For Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you future and hope. Isn't God so awesome? We pray that there's something said today that encourages your soul. Not only do we want you to walk away encouraged, but for the word to pick you up and turn you around. And as always, Pastor Kelly would love to hear from you, 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 and yes, you too. Please let us know if you are enjoying the broadcast or if you have any prayer requests. You can email us at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com and we will add you to our prayer list. Now get ready and prepare your hearts and minds to receive the amazing word of God brought to you by Pastor Kelly. God bless you, my friends and my brothers. We thank God for you, you and you. We thank God for how he has blessed us and he has allowed us to continue on in the land of the living. Amen. We thank God for another opportunity to share the word of God with you. We thank God for his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank God that one day, amen, he gave up his life for us. He sacrificed his life. And um, there's an old saying, you know, that says he didn't have to do it, but he did it. There's another song. There's an old song that says, I don't know why he loves me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. Amen. And we thank God for Jesus this morning. We thank God for, amen, the price that he did pay. Amen. I have to call his name. I have to, amen, specify, amen, him by name. Amen. I don't want anybody to be under any misguided conceptions or any misguided, amen, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, 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 falsities, amen. I'm talking about Jesus Christ this morning. I'm talking about, amen, the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, amen. The Bible tells us in the book of St. John, the third chapter, verse 16, amen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, And as I always say, amen, those of us that have accepted Christ as our Savior, amen, we are amongst the sons and the daughters of God, amen, but our God has only one begotten Son, and that is Jesus Christ, amen, and we thank God for him, amen, the name Jesus means Savior, and I always say, amen, he is not, amen, a Savior, amen, because his name is Jesus, but his name is Jesus because he is a savior. Amen. In the Greek, it is Jehoshua, the one who saves. Amen. And we thank God for him. Amen. We thank God that he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed of God. Amen. And we thank God for him. We accept him for what he did. We accept him for who he is. There's an, I, you know, I guess you've determined by now that I love music. There's a song that I love. It says, Amen. Oh Lord, we praise you. You know, not just because 
of what you've done, amen, not just because you gave your son, not just because you brought me far, but just because of who you are. Oh, Lord, we praise you. Amen. 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 We thank God for all of the things he's done. But there are times when it's not about what he's done. It's not just about the fact that he gave his son. Amen. We thank God for that, too. Amen. Amen. It's not because he brought us far, and he did, and we thank him for that, too. But there are some days, amen, we lift our hands in worship and we glorify God because he is God. Not just because he brought me far, but just because of who you are. Oh, Lord, oh, God, we praise you. And we thank God this morning. Amen. We thank God for those of you that are listening. Amen. We are still looking for you to send us those prayer requests at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. Amen. We want to hear from you. Amen. The prayer list is growing. Amen. This week we've added some names. Amen. And I want to lift up a special, amen. Uh, I'm going to ask you to join me, especially in praying for two things, right? I want to ask prayer for the Johnson family in their hour of bereavement, amen, and the family hails, amen, from, amen, all along the East Coast, amen, we have some of them, amen, in New York, some of them in Pennsylvania, some of them in Georgia, amen, and we're praying for them and, amen, their hour of bereavement, amen, I would that you would join me, amen, as we lift them up before the Lord, amen, this week, that the Lord will strengthen them, amen, and that he will be with them, amen, that he will, amen, encourage their hearts during that hour of bereavement. And then the other thing that I'm asking you to join me in prayer for is for revival. Amen. We're praying throughout the body of Christ. Amen. We're asking God for revival. Amen. If we look at the state of things, if we look at the current disposition, amen, of the church, amen, we know that we need a revival. Amen. Our church, amen, that the body of Christ I'm talking about, amen, is supposed to be alive. It's supposed to be powerful. It's a living organism. Amen. And I believe that, amen, the church, the body of Christ is the glue that's holding things together. Amen. You might say, well, Pastor Kelly, if the church is what's holding things together, they're not doing a really good job right now because it seems as though there's so much, amen, hatred in our land. There's so much Amen. Uh, uh, evil and wickedness. Amen. But hallelujah to the Lord. I'm hoping that there's somebody out there that knows that God always had a remnant, even during the days of the uh, of, of the Old Testament, right? Even during the days, amen, when the people of God, amen, settled in Canaan, amen, and after they, amen, uh, came out of Egypt and wandered for 40 years and they finally settled, amen. The Bible says that, amen, from time to time, they went a whoring after other gods and many of them abandoned the, the the, 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 the teachings of their forefathers, many of them abandoned, amen, amen, the worship, amen, that was set aside and allocated to Jehovah, and they went and pursued, amen, the Bible talks about how they, amen, at one time, they they served the, the Baals of the world, they served the Ashtoreths, they served the Asherah, the Megiddos, amen, the Bible talks about those kinds of things, but I'll have you to know that all Although there were multiple periods, and there were multiple periods, if you read through the book of Kings, if you read through the 
book of the Chronicles, right, you'll see that there were multiple periods when the people of God vacillated. They loved God for a period of 25 years. In the next 30 years, it seems as though they went, amen, and served other gods, amen. And the first commandment was, thou shalt have no other God before me. But although they were uh, uh, an unstable people, although they were an inconsistent people, although they were uh, erratic people, amen, the Bible tells us that God always had a remnant. He always had a few that were faithful to him. Amen. And although in this society it may seem as though, amen, things are running amok. Amen. There is a remnant. Amen. There is, amen, somebody who continues to lift up holy hands. There are those who are called to continue to, amen, believe God. There are those who continue to pray and continue to lay before God on behalf of the greater body of Christ. And I'm asking you this week to join me, amen, and praying for revival, amen, that the Lord will send, amen, a revival from heaven that will change us, amen, not just for, amen, uh, a six-month time period, amen, but for something that will change us from now until Christ returns, amen. When you add that to your prayer list, amen, and I believe the Lord is going to do it. I'm getting excited about it. I don't know when the revival is going to come, but I'm getting excited. I believe God is going to do it. I want to be a part of it. I want to be in the midst of it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. So I would that you again would join me, amen, and let's seek the Lord diligently, amen. The word of God says, it is the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much, amen. So I'm praying and asking that you join me, amen, and, and, and beseeching the Lord, amen. Let's storm the gates of heaven together, amen, on behalf, amen, of the body of Christ that the Lord will send forth revival. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles, amen. I'm going to start. Amen. Something new today. Amen. I'm going to ask you, if you will, go to the book of Philippians. Amen. Uh, I'm going to read today from the King James Version. Amen. And I'm going to cover a couple of verses in here. I'm going to start at the bottom and then I'm going to go back to the top and deal with some verses over the next couple of sessions. Amen. By now, you've come to realize that Pastor Kelly likes to do amen, uh, series. So we thank God for the series that we just came out of. We've been studying about the lost son, the lost coin, the lost sheep. And I know that you have, amen, a greater appreciation for the type and kind of love that our God has for us. Amen. I want you to, amen, never forget that. Amen. Even in your darkest hours and your darkest times, amen, you've got to know that the Lord loves you. Amen. Because that's the thing that's going to see you through. You know that if he loves you and you know that if he is the God that he says he is. Amen. You also believe that he's your father and he's the father that loves you. And if he be the father that loves you. Amen. Amen. He's going to ensure that things are working for your good. Amen. That's what we find in Romans 8 and 28. Right. All things work together for the good of those, for the good of them that love the Lord, for those who are the called according to his purpose. All right. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Amen. I'm going to start reading at verse 19. I'm just going to share that one verse with you uh, today, today, and we'll go back and we'll cover some other verses. All right. All right. Philippians 4 and 19 reads like this, but 
My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I just want to read that verse. Amen. The Apostle Paul is the author of the book of Philippians, right? And we know that if we look at all of the writers of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul is one of the predominant writers of the books, amen, that are in the New Covenant, amen. Sometimes I refer to it as a New Covenant, and I like that word covenant because it keeps me grounded, right? It reminds me that God's word is not just a piece of literature. It's not just, amen, a a piece of prose. It's not just, amen, something that we have to give us a view into things that happened two and 3,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, right? But the word of God is a covenant between God and man, amen. It's one of the immutable, amen, aspects of our God, right? attributes of God. He cannot lie. And if his word, if we have his word, we know that anything that he has promised us in his word, it's not just, amen, a, 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 a word to take up space, right? It not, it wasn't something that just fell from his lips, amen, just because, amen, somebody became excited one day and thought they had a dream or thought they had a vision and, you know, just probably ate some bad fish the night before and they began to articulate as the word of God. No, that's not what the word of God is. We know that the word of God is the inspired word of God. He used man to record it, but if we believe the word of God to be what it is, we also believe it to be a covenant, an agreement between God and man. That's why we get excited when we read St. John, the 14th chapter, right? Let not your heart be troubled. E believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so what, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear that promise in there? Amen. Just flip there really quickly. Amen. I just want to share that with you. I just want to, amen, underscore the fact that anything that we see in the word of God, hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, it's a covenant. It's not just there, amen, because somebody got excited one day and decided that they wanted to pick up their pen and start writing. But we can take God's word, amen, for what it is. We can understand it. We can receive it to be the covenant. And as such, anything that he promises, we know that he's going to deliver against it because he cannot lie. St. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Verse three. And if, no, I'm sorry, verse two, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Amen. There it is. That's a covenant, right? That's that's a promise. And we know that if he said it, it's going to happen. Amen. So we thank God for the new covenant. And when we look into the new covenant, amen, we see that again, the apostle Paul was one of the more predominant writers. All right. There are those that refer to the books as the Pauline epistles. And I've covered this in the past, but as we're starting this new series, sometimes I just like to go back and give context, right? Amen. The gospels are presented to us, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But then we have the book of 
acts right. And I like to make sure that people understand. In the new covenant, the first four books are going to be about the ministry of Christ. Amen. We're not going to really hear anything else about anybody's ministry during those four books. Amen. It's first and foremost. It's in the former part of the new covenant. Amen. Because Jesus is on the scene and he doesn't share the stage with anyone. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. So the gospels give us insight into the ministry, into the life of Christ. And then we transition into the book of Acts. Um, In some versions of the Bible, it's referred to as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And we see, amen, the opening of the book of Acts with the birth of the church, the day of Pentecost. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, On when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. Let's look at it just really quickly. Go to the book of Acts. Go to the second chapter. All right. When you get to the second chapter, amen, let's just read really quickly at verse number one. I'm just giving you some context. All right. And we'll go back and we'll get back to our subject. So the book of Acts, amen, the second chapter, amen, verse one reads like this. It says, amen, hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hallelujah to God. And verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. So that's the birth of the church, right? When the, the people, the 120 that were in the upper room, amen. Remember before Christ ascended, he told them to go and tarry and wait for the comforter, amen. And, you know, he was here for 40 days after his resurrection, He went back to heaven on the 40th day. He ascended 10 days later, gives us a total of 50. 40 plus 10 is 50. Amen. The prefix penta means five or fit five oh. Amen. And, and, And on the Pentecost, amen, the church was born. And so, right after the book of Acts, which gives us the birth of the church, amen, we see the the ministry of Peter, we see the ministry of Paul, amen, predominantly spoken of in the book of Acts. And then right after the book of Acts, amen, we start to get into the Pauline epistles. Peter was was also a writer, amen, we have other writers, but for the most part, when you think about the book of, amen, um, Corinthians, when you think about the book of Colossians, when you think about the book of Ephesians, when you think about the book of Galatians, when you think about the book of Thessalonians, amen, when you think about the book that we're talking about today, Philippians, we know that it was the Apostle Paul that wrote these books. Now, For those of you that are serious students of the Word of God, what I'd like you to do when you get some time is I'd like you to go back and study the book of Acts. Now, when you study the book of Acts, amen, the first couple of chapters are going to really highlight Peter, and then there's going to be a great transition into the ministry of Paul. And if you really want to appreciate the ministry of the Apostle Paul, you have to read Acts along with the Pauline epistles. A lot of the of the context for the Pauline epistles is provided for us in the book of Acts. Now, in the book of Acts, we know that Paul undertook 
a number of missionary journeys. Amen. We know that he was a church planter. We know that he was an overseer. Amen. Oftentimes, and Peter was an overseer as well. Amen. Oftentimes, they planted churches and they went back to check on those churches. Or when they were in other locations, because they didn't have the luxury of travel the way we do today, they send letters. So that's why they're referred to as the Pauline epistles, or in some cases, the Pauline letters. So what happens is, while Paul is in one area, and in some cases he was in prison, right? If you go back into the book of Acts, you'll come to know that Paul spent, amen, a number of, uh, of he, was, he was in prison, right, for an extended period of time, amen, amen. As he was on his way, amen, to Rome, amen, hallelujah to the Lord Jesus, he was imprisoned, amen, he was shot. Shackled and chained, amen. He was, amen. Actually, he was in a, 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 a shipwreck, right? He was in a shipwreck on his way, amen. Um, you know, to, to, to Rome, he was in a shipwreck, amen. But the point I'm trying to make is when you read the book of Acts, you'll get a lot of color. You can see Paul writing letters to the church in Colossae, the church in Corinth, the church in Philippi, the church in Ephesus, right? He's writing those letters either from other cities or in some cases from prison. So the letter to the Philippians is one of my favorite. I really love this, this particular book. There's a lot of good verses in here that, you know, people like to, um, in the church that I grew up in from time to time, we would have what we call scripture showers. Especially, you know, on a Friday night, you know, when we had our evangelistic services, amen, our pastor would ask people to stand, amen, and share or recite a scripture, amen. And oftentimes there would be people who would, you know, quote, amen, scriptures from the book of Philippians, right? Some of the most profound, some of the most popular scriptures, amen, from the New Testament, Hail from the book of Philippians. Amen. You know those scriptures, right? Amen. Philippians 4 and 4. Amen. I just wonder, amen, if without looking at your Bible, amen, if anyone can kind of quote that one, right? Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. A very, very, very familiar passage of scripture. A very popular verse. Then, of course, the all famous, amen, one of my favorite, amen, Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, right? That's another favorite, right? And then we just shared one, amen, Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, um, I want to just share something with you, right? I, I, I studied this, this, this text a couple of years ago, and I learned a whole lot when I went to study this text. Now, when you go, it's, it's good to have scripture showers, right? It's really good to commit the word of God to memory. Amen. Um, uh, uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says, right, thy word have I hid in my heart, right, um, that I might not sin against thee. So it's good to commit the word of God to memory. Amen. I think that's a practice that a lot of people have gotten away from. Amen. But I encourage you to go back to that, right? Go back to, to committing the word of God to memory. Amen. 
Uh, but as we commit the word of God to memory, as we take a verse, amen, a lot of times we get excited, right? You know, um, I, I quoted a scripture earlier in, 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 this, in this message today, right? I talked about Romans 8 and 28, right? It says, you know, um, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Those scriptures encourage our hearts. Those scriptures get us through some really difficult times. But I want to just share some additional context with you today because if you really understand the text, it'll bless you all the more. Hallelujah to God. And I'm a firm believer that the word of God is always, amen, giving us principles to live by. Amen. That's what I, that's one of the things that I like about the Apostle Paul's writings. He gives us principles to live by. He talks to us about the loving Savior. Amen. He talks to us, amen, about, uh, 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 you know, about our God, how great our God is. He encourages us in this faith, but he also gives us principles to live by. Hallelujah to God. He gives us. I'm a firm believer that the word of God, amen, is full of principles. Jesus was here. He modeled, right? We know the principle of sowing and reaping. Amen. If you put it in the ground, that's what's going to come back to you. If you plant corn, corn will come back to you, right? If you plant wheat, wheat will come back to you. If you plant love, hallelujah to the Lord Jesus Christ, love is going to find its way back to you. If you sow corn, of you, I'm sorry, if you sow seeds of discord, hallelujah to the Lord Jesus, that's what's going to come back to you, right? Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. Those are the principles of sowing and reaping. Whatever you put out is what's going to come back. Amen. Glory to God. That is a biblical principle. So I just want to give some additional color to amen verse 19. Now, in order for us to fully understand the fourth chapter of Philippians, glory to God, you have to go back and read the whole book. You have to read the whole book. You have to understand what's being talked about in chapters 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and then you get to Philippians 4 and 19. Now, it's great to know that God is going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Now, this is what that really means. All right, so Paul is encouraging the church in Philippi, right? He's encouraging the saints at the church in Philippi. Um, and as he encourages them, right, he wants them to know that, first of all, if you go up, amen, to uh, just go up to verse really quickly, right? I'm going to come back and cover this, right? And verse number six, right? I'm going to flip really quickly to the New Living Translation, right? So verse number six Philippians 4 and 6 from the New Living Translation reads like this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So he's encouraging us in verse 6. He's saying, don't worry about anything. Then down in verse 19, I'm still in the New Living Translation, it says, and the same God who takes care of me, hallelujah to God, if I know that he is taking care of me, that's why I, had, I can connect that back up to verse 6, right? It says, don't worry about anything. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. But jump down to 19 again. It says, 
And the same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches. So he's not just going to supply your needs, but when he goes to supply your needs, he's going to turn to that pile that's labeled my glorious riches. He's going to go to his best. Hallelujah to the Lord. There's an old song that says, never say no to Jesus. He never said no. For when he gave, he gave his best, right? So the writer says, the same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches. He's not going to go to his pile of rags. He's not going to go to the, his, to the pile of things that he doesn't want anymore. But he's going to go to the pile that's labeled the best. And it's from that pile that he's going to supply your riches. My friends, that's all I have time for today. You got to come back next week so we can finish this up. We can dig a little bit deeper into this. Because this is one of those scriptures where... All is not necessarily as it seems, amen, at the eye level. The Bible says search the scriptures, right? This is one of those scriptures that you have to search to get the greater truths. I want you to come back next week. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, this morning. For the listening audience, oh God, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, God. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that if there is one that does not know you in the pardon of their sins, that they will surrender their lives, have you come into your life, their life, oh, God, that they'll accept you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends and my brothers, be blessed, be safe, be saved, be ready when he comes. I told you you were going to be blessed. Thank you again for tuning in this week. We are so grateful you decided to spend time out of your busy day with us. And for those who just repeated the sinner's prayer, we welcome you to the family of Jesus Christ. Please email us at overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. That's overcomingpowerministries at gmail.com. We would love to add you, our new brother or sister, to our prayer list so that we can be praying for your spiritual growth and walk with Christ. To all of our listeners, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or just some encouraging words, please email us as well. For we should be praying for one another because it's powerful and it works. And I'm a living witness to it. Pray for us here at Overcoming Power Ministries and we'll be praying for you. God bless you and may he protect you. Till next time, have an amazing day.